A Seahawks legend is officially walking away from the game. We've got a special edition episode dedicated to the remarkable career of Chris Carson coming up here on Locked on Seahawks. You are locked on Seahawks. Your daily Seattle Seahawks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, 12. This is Corbin Smith, your host for Locked On Seahawks. Glad to have you on board and making Locked On Seahawks your first listen five days a week. We've got our regular Tuesday episode set to debut at 5 p.m. tonight, but some breaking news necessitated an impromptu podcast. This has been expected for some time. Chris Carson's been hoping to make his way back to the football field after undergoing neck surgery back in December. Unfortunately, Carson's career is going to come to an end after five seasons, and this is coming from a report from Ian Rappaport of NFL Network indicating that he will be retiring from the NFL. The Seahawks will officially release him with a failed physical designation, and under the collective bargaining agreement, that's going to allow Carson to be able to get several million in injury protection benefits, so ultimately making this move failing his physical as part of his release, is going to end up paying Chris Carson several million dollars for him as he exits the NFL. Seattle does it right for him. The quality organizations, this is how they handle it. And obviously, this is not the type of news that anyone wants to hear, particularly for a player that's as popular and as talented as Chris Carson. You look at his journey coming into the NFL, coming out of Oklahoma State, This was not a highly touted running back coming into the 2017 NFL draft. In fact, he put up modest numbers at Oklahoma State. He had some injury issues there that unfortunately followed him into the NFL. But the Seahawks were enamored by his running style, his bruising between the tackles, violent mentality. He ran like a battering ram. And Pete Carroll loves running backs that play the game that way. And they were looking for someone like that. And they struggled to find it. Thomas Rawls briefly looked like he was going to be that player. Then he had his own injuries and struggled after returning from a broken ankle. Really, since Marshawn Lynch, they were looking for that back that could come in and be a bell cow and bulldoze opponents. And Chris Carson ended up being that guy, an unexpected presence as a seventh-round pick coming into the league. And he had Eddie Lacy, Thomas Rawls, and C.J. Proceis in the running back room with him. He entered their offseason program as the fourth fiddle, so to speak, and he moved up the depth chart quickly, impressed the coaches and teammates. Doug Baldwin being a notable one that I remember made it clear, you need to keep an eye on number 32 because he's going to be a special player. Was starting by the second week of the season, then missed most of the year with a fractured ankle, but we know the rest of the story. Next two seasons, 1,000-yard rusher for the Seahawks, the first 1,000-yard rusher they'd had since Beast Mode did it in 2014. He had two seasons with 37 receptions, and I think maybe his most underrated asset in his game was his soft hands out of the backfield. He seemed to improve in that area every single year. He was a solid pass protector when he was called upon to do that. Usually Seattle had third down backs that replaced him to take those duties, but when he was asked to do it, he was pretty good at it. Basically, Chris Carson could do a little bit of everything, but I think the most important aspect of his game and of his personality for the Seahawks team was just the voice that he gave their offense because they didn't have that. They didn't have that tone 
after Marshawn Lynch left and then eventually went to the Raiders, they just lacked that punch in the backfield. And Chris Carson gave them that juice starting in 2017 as a rookie, comes back from his injury. And Russell Wilson, he wanted to cook. And there was the let Russ cook movement. But you had to have the table setter. And Chris Carson was that guy. Just the way that he carried himself on the field, a really soft-spoken player. But, man, he swung a big stick out of the backfield. And this was a guy that linebackers, corners and safeties wanted nothing to do with trying to tackle because of his low center of gravity, his powerful lower body. He would bulldoze you. He would break arm tackles and he could make you miss in space with jukes and spin moves. He had a little bit of everything. He had really solid bursts, not a home run hitter necessarily. He wasn't a guy that was going to run away from defenders, but he had enough speed coupled with his power, his agility, and just his natural tenacity as a runner to be a really effective bell cow. And it's too bad that injuries ended up shorting his career because I believe Chris Carson could have been a perennial thousand yard rusher, a perennial pro bowler. He could have joined Marshawn Lynch and Kurt Warner and Chris Warren and Sean Alexander in the upper pantheon of Seahawks running backs. He could have been in that group. And I think for a couple of years, he played at that level, but he battled consistent durability issues. And ultimately, that's what led to his career being cut short. And I spoke with him on this podcast a few weeks ago, and he was still optimistic at that point that maybe there was a chance he could play. And Rappaport did add that he's not going to officially announce his retirement through a statement because he's holding out hope that his neck is going to improve over time. This was a move that needed to be made by the Seahawks with it looking like he probably was not going to be able to play. But Carson, it seems like maybe he's holding out outside hope that somehow his neck heals and he's able to play again. I would think with the moves made today, though, with his health in mind, that this is probably the last that we've seen of him. And in today's era, running backs often get a little bit of the short stick. This is a position that has been devalued by by analytics, has been devalued by coaches to an extent, certain systems, teams want to sling the ball around the yard. But Chris Carson is proof that there can be exceptions to the rule because this was a different football team when he was not on the field the last four years. Now, Rashad Penny, the way he ran end of last year, that changed things a little bit. But typically when Chris Carson got hurt and they were without him, the offense just was missing a big beat. And he was the tone setter of this offense and an invaluable asset for the way the Seahawks wanted to play the game, the way that Chris, uh, that Pete Carroll wanted to play the game. Chris Carson was a key integral part of that. So you look at where he's going now, obviously expectation that he's done playing, looking at what he did, the insurmountable odds that he overcame as a seventh round pick to be able to become a starting running back and be a thousand yard rusher on two different instances. And for the community work that he did in Georgia, where he grew up as well as in Seattle, where he played the last five years, Chris Carson is always going to be one of my personal favorites to cover, uh, not just because of the way he played the game. I'm a running back uh, in Sudiato, so I'm a guy that really loves the running back position. I played it. I coached it. And the way that he played the game, that's what you want to see in the backfield. But I also greatly appreciated how he handled the media, his willingness to speak with us and be open on things. Again, not a super talkative guy, but he was respectful. And the things that he's done off the field to help the community, I, I just think all around, He's a great package, and you look at where his career's at at the tail end here. He is going to retire with more rushing yards than any seventh-round running back that has been picked since 2010, and he ranks ninth 
all time in that category as well. So among seventh round running backs, he's in the top 10. And even with his career being shortened by injury, he's going to walk away eighth in Seahawks history in rushing yards with 3,502 and sixth in rushing touchdowns, 24, more than 100 receptions in his career as well. Just a remarkable one for Chris Carson. When you consider where he came from as a seventh round pick coming into the league with minimal expectations, a seventh round pick, the main goal usually just to make the roster most seventh-round picks aren't able to do that. Chris Carson vastly exceeded those expectations, and he became a cornerstone of the Seahawks' offense for half a decade. I wish him the best of luck in whatever he does next, but I can guarantee whatever he chooses to do with his work ethic, his attitude, and his personality that he is going to be wildly successful. going to continue this bonus episode here in a moment. Looking back at Chris Carson's career, I've talked about the numbers and looked at how he made his path to being a thousand yard rusher twice in Seattle, just in a unique, very rarely emulated pathway that he took as a seventh round pick to becoming a star running back. I'm going to look back at some of the best plays in Chris Carson's career and trying to whittle it down to five. That proved to be extremely difficult, but I handpicked five plays from Carson's career that stand out why he was such a special talent for the Seahawks. Going to get to that here in a moment. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including the second half of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting and wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. You're listening to a bonus episode of Locked on Seahawks. I'm your host, Corbin Smith. As always, thanks for making Locked on Seahawks your first listen five days a week. Unfortunate news for the Seahawks. It was expected, however, Chris Carson announcing his retirement from the NFL, the Seahawks releasing him with a failed physical designation. And what a career that Chris Carson had in Seattle, even though it was shorter than it should have been, just five seasons. A couple of those years were shortened by injuries. Carson had a remarkable run in Seattle. Former seventh-round pick, 2,000-yard seasons, had several years with seven-plus touchdowns out of the backfield. Some of the most iconic plays in Seahawks history happened with Chris Carson carrying the football. And so that leads me into the next segment here on our show. You know, it's easy to reflect and look back at what could have been when you're looking at a player like Chris Carson. It's always unfortunate when a player's career ends early because of injuries and misfortune. But Chris Carson gave Seahawks fans so many things to be fired up about. One of the more popular players that the Seahawks have had in the most successful era in team history, obviously they had all the Legion of Boom members. You had Marshawn Lynch and Russell Wilson and the pass rushers, Bobby Wagner, KJ Wright. But you could put, uh, put you can put Chris Carson in that group. Chris Carson was such an iconic back. The way that he played the game, excited fans, fired up the crowd, and his ability to just plow through defenders, drag tacklers, pick up extra yards after contact, make clutch catches, you name it. He did so many great things for the Seahawks on the field, and he did a number of great things in the community as well. Let's look back at some of his top plays. And I'll admit, trying to pick five plays from Carson's career, even though it was short, was really difficult because there were at least 15, 20 runs that I was looking at quickly. And I thought, man, that might be one of his top five runs. It was really hard to whittle this down. 
but I was able to do it and get it down to five. And I want to start off with one that includes a former teammate of Chris Carson's in Seattle, like really darn good football player at that, coming in at number five back in the 2018 season. Chris Carson heading to the Motor City and emulating a car, plowing over Quandre Diggs. This was easily one of my favorite plays in Carson's career, not just because of the tone it set late in the game. It made it a 21-point game. It really sealed the victory early in the fourth quarter. But also the sense Quandre Diggs was a really good player before the Seahawks acquired him later that year in a midseason trade. It's not like Quandre Diggs just suddenly became good when the Seahawks traded for him. He was overlooked in Detroit, but a really darn good safety that doesn't get plowed over very much. And yet that's exactly what happened on this play inside the 10 yard line. Diggs was broken down. He was ready to make a play and he was two yards away from the goal line. Ended up becoming part of the turf and Carson plowed over him. It was an emphatic statement to the Lions that this game is over. And Detroit at one point was tied seven to seven. Seattle controlled the rest of the game, and part of that was because they were able to run the football at will, and Chris Carson was plowing over dudes all day long. That was one of his more epic runs, especially considering the opponent he did it against, as good of a tackler as Quandre Diggs is. Coming in at number four in Carolina, the same season, some of my listeners are going to say, why is this play not higher? Just because of the craziness that was the perfect 10 flip in Carolina. Carson was in open field. It looked like he might pick up 25, 30 yards. And then a safety came shooting down from center field and upended him. Carson decided he was going to try to hurdle him, which was a classic move that he did often, even though he told reporters against the wishes of his mother. She didn't want him to be hurdling defenders and putting him at risk, but he did it frequently. On this particular one, the safety was able to upend him in the air, and he did a full flip. Usually that's going to mean bad things for whoever the ball carrier is. And yet Carson stuck the landing and was able to run a few more yards after it. It was one of the craziest plays that I've ever seen in person. I was covering that game in Carolina and even the home team crowd when he landed that one was cheering. It was just a remarkable play. And really that was another one of those tone setters because that was a game where Seattle was struggling to throw the football a little bit. They were relying on the ground game to get their offense going. Carson had another big day, over 100 yards rushing, but that was the run of the game with him landing that flip, which I don't know that I'll ever see that again in a football game. I mean, he was like 15 feet up in the air. It was insane. I watched the replay a few times after the retirement announcement today, just remembering that is not something you're going to see often on a football field. And more times than not, if a guy does get flipped like that, they're going to get smacked again going to the ground. They're not going to be sticking that landing like Carson did. It was a remarkable feat for him in Carolina. Next up at number three, this is a play that wasn't necessarily a highlight in the sense that Chris Carson's got such soft hands and he almost juggled away a victory for the Seahawks. Russell Wilson lofted this to him. It was a Thursday night game against the Rams late in the fourth quarter. Seattle's trailing, but they've got the chance to take the lead. And perfect throw from Russell Wilson. And Carson, normally the sure-handed running back that he is, actually juggled this pass when he was wide open. And you could just you could hear a pin hit the ground at Lumen Field when that ball went up in the air off his hand. But he was able to recollect himself, and he was able to bring it in the Rams missed a field goal at the end of regulation, so the Seahawks held on for the victory, a game-winning touchdown catch for 
Chris Carson. But that was one of those where a lot of Seahawks fans were having their hearts down in their throats because it did look like he had botched that play and he just didn't drop passes very often in Seattle. As sure-handed of a running back as you're going to find, didn't have the ability to play out in the slot and run routes like some of the all-around running backs from the NFL today, but he was a reliable target that could do some damage in the passing game, and Seattle used him in that capacity quite a bit. That was a play that almost ended up being a disaster, but ended up being one of his best plays, sealing a big-time win over the Rams at home on Thursday night football. Now, the next two, I'm going to admit, this kind of became a 1A, 1B type thing because both of these runs were incredible for their own reasons. I decided for number two, going back to the 2019 season, this is a play that's going around on social media right now, one of the most iconic runs for Chris Carson. Minnesota Vikings in prime time. The Seahawks struggled offensively the entire first half, could not get out of their own way. They scored 21 points inside three minutes in the third quarter, and it was culminated by a long touchdown run by Chris Carson where it looked like he was going to be set up to get smashed in the hole, but he ended up breaking a tackle, and then he's got Harrison Smith in his sights. And Harrison Smith is a perennial Pro Bowl All-Pro safety. So this is not a guy that normally misses a lot of tackles, but Carson lowered his shoulder and then initiated a power spin, spinning out of the tackle, making Smith look horrible. That just doesn't happen very much to a safety of his caliber rolled out of that tackle, and then he went the rest of the distance for the touchdown. And again, that capped off 21 points scored by the Seahawks, basically in the blink of an eye, a game that the Vikings were ahead, and now suddenly they were trailing. The Seahawks offense got red hot there. Carson with his powerful running there, extending Seattle's lead. That was one of my favorite plays because you could see that he wasn't just a power back. You could also see the ability to spin and and use his lateral quickness to make defenders miss, coupled with that power. And he did that frequently to opponents, one of his better runs. And that leads me to number one. This was only a couple yards. It was a two-yard touchdown. But I think this belongs up there with Marshawn Lynch's most epic touchdowns. And that happened in Santa Clara during the 2018 season. At the goal line, I compared this play on social media, and I'm going to reference it again right now. If you're a Game of Thrones fan, this was a fourth down play from the two-yard line. The Seahawks trying to make sure they can seal this victory on the road against their hated rivals. And Chris Carson decided, you know what? I'm going to become Jon Snow in the Battle of the Bastards on Game of Thrones. I'm going to take on this whole army myself. And that's what he did. Carson looked dead to right in the backfield. The 49ers had the run snuffed out, but yet he was able to extend his arm, throw one defender down. Then he pulled through another one and keeps his feet driving while he's getting dragged, and he manages to slide the football past the goal line, broke four tackles on the play to score a touchdown, and it was just as beast mode-esque as you were going to find, and I think it is the defining touchdown of Chris Carson's short yet spectacular career. It's one that I certainly will remember for the rest of my life, the rest of my time covering the Seahawks. But that was just an incredible one-man show, taking on the 49ers Army, a very good defense, and somehow as a one-man wrecking ball, winning that battle. That's what he was able to do there. That was an impressive touchdown that he had there 
at the goal line. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Corbin Smith NFL. You can follow Locked on Seahawks on Twitter as well. Locked underscore Seahawks. We're available five days a week on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and of course, streaming on YouTube. Coming later today, we're going to have our actual Tuesday episode. Rob Rang and I are going to be looking at some offensive storylines heading into Seahawks training camp and some offensive players that have the most pressure on them heading into the 2022 season. You won't want to miss it. That'll be streaming at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Thanks for listening. Go Hawks.